Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic. Welcome to the Lakeshire United We Stand podcast. It's two hours to the Manchester Derby and I'm just about to get my ticket. It's a grey, miserable Mancunian day. I've walked past the away end with the big police cordon around it and I bumped into a former Manchester United player here called Sean Gota. He came to Manchester from Bermuda as a kid and I, I can only ever remember you playing for Manchester United, Sean. What memories do you have of playing at Old Trafford? Well, not a lot. <laughs> no, um... It was, listen, I was, I was so thankful because I, I, I wanted to play professional. So Alex Ferguson had scouted me when United went to Bermuda on a mid-season break. So you were scouted during that game, that friendly game? Yeah, I played a game in Bermuda, what you call a doubleheader. Yeah. So I played the game before the game. And uh, it was like under-18s under playing the under-21s in Bermuda. I was playing for the under-18s. Uh, so Alex Ferguson seen me and a couple of the scouts because the national team, Bermuda national team, was playing against United. So it was just a loosener for United. I can't remember the score. I think it was something like 7-1 or something. And they're just stretching the legs mid-season um, for, for United. But um, I was scouted and then brought across and, and, and had trials, etc. So um, I was so thankful to Sir Alex Ferguson. And you know how I try to repay him back when I left the club a few years later. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Tell me about the lads you were with at United. Who were the um, best players in your age group? Well, I was uh, Mark Robin. Yeah. Mark Robbins was uh, one, one, one of the main strikers uh, in, the res- in the reserves and obviously he was going into first team Lee Sharp um, Russell Beardsmore uh, Mark Bosnick um, St. Diggs we had a couple quite um, a lot of players who made the first team yeah yeah, yeah. Out, of, out of that group I was the one that didn't. Yeah. But, I, you know, at the time, I thought I was, but I, I realised I was I was nowhere near the mark, you know. But as, as a, Well, I, I still had a lot to learn in the game, the aggressiveness of the game, the, 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 the really die-hard attitude, you know, or the, or, the, or the make attitude to, like, that's mine, I want that. And I had to learn that. Um, so I had to go down a few levels to learn it. But that was really what I had to learn, the, the aggressive side of the game, um, you know, when, I, when the ball's rolling through and it may be me and a teammate that, that, that has the opportunity to finish it, I have to have that hunger like I'm the one finishing it. And I, and I have to learn that because coming from Bermuda, a little bit laid back, I'll be there. As long as we score, it's okay. So I'll, I'll let you actually have the shot and think, oh, we won. Whereas I had to have that, that little selfish attitude and I sort of learned that. And then you became a big hero at City. How long were you at City for? Five years. Yeah? Yeah, five years. Um... Yeah, I, I had to go through the ropes of going to Rotherham, then Bristol City, learn, learn the game and, you know, adapt. Uh, so it took me a while to, to, to get myself back to, to, to a level. Uh, and when I went to City, we, we, it wasn't great when I first went there. Uh, and even at, at our, our peak in my time at City, you know, you, you were across the way winning Champions League. And, and, you know, I'm thinking, how can we really be excited when, when United's over there winning everything? But, yeah, you only focus on your team and, and what an amazing sort of period it was for us. 
in, you had a few moments in derby matches yourself, didn't you? What was your highlights? I'm going to let you have one minute of talking about good moments for you in the, the Manchester derby. Well, it has to be said. I got this absolute brilliant pass from Gary Neville. It was absolutely awesome. And uh, I still had the visions of seeing him stood there thinking, I've, I've given you a great go there, Sean. Just go finish it off. A great chance. Go finish it off. Now, listen, Gary Neville was an excellent fullback. Uh, and I think he just... It was, it was a little bit of arrogance. And he knew what he, he, the options he could have done. And at the time, that's how I sort of scored a lot of goals. It was like just rushing, shut a player down and, and, and make something happen. You know, we didn't have a lot of creativity in, a, in the first two, three years of my time at City. It was only the last two years when City started investing in some, some more quality players. Um, so, yeah, it was it, United were the yardstick. And so for me, playing against United was a big thing because it was like, all right, these are the best players in England, in Europe. How are you for against them? Again, in my mind, I'm this kid from Bermuda. I want to see just where I am, you know, a measurement for myself. Uh, so to, to score, you know, the last game at Main Road and all that and score two, play well and get many match, it was, it was a huge thing for myself. Um, you see but just, just since? Oh, I see him all the time yeah. and, and he, he hates Derby days. He hates Derby days, but he, he obviously knows I love Derby days. So cheers, Gary. <laughs> Prediction for today? City, they've been good this season, but they've, they've had the wobbles, haven't they? I yeah. know United are, are obviously still well behind City. Yeah, well, you know, with United having a great result against Tottenham, anything can happen. And I think in recent in recent games at the Etihad, United have caused a few surprises. I still feel that City will win the game. I think for the neutral, if United scores an early goal, I think uh, we've we really got a game on. I think City will just edge this one, and I'm, I'm looking at a possible 2-1. Uh, but we can have United scoring early. Thanks for your time, Sean. past uh, Mary D's the City fans are singing If I Die on the Clipac Street with ten red bastards at my feet singing a song about pissing on Georgie Best Mary D's multi-screen what is it and it's packed in there that's uh, hardcore All United, anti-United songs. I'd like to walk in for a laugh. Probably not a good idea. There's a big queue to get in there as well. Very quiet in the queue. They come alive inside, but it would be the same. Pubs around Old Trafford. Um, so I didn't expect to see Sean Goater there. He's a nice fella. Uh, looking forward to the game. I can't help but look forward to every Manchester United game. And maybe... Maybe I'm a sucker for punishment. And that feeling of optimism can vanish after 10 minutes if there's shit. But when it comes off, like against Tottenham midweek, it feels fantastic. I suppose that's we live for them moments as, as football fans. And I just love to get a result against City. You'll be listening to this and anything could have happened. And they're really unpredictable, the derbies.
even though City are, they've got a better team than United at the moment. No one expected United to win that 3-2 in 18 or when Rashford scored that's a couple of years earlier there's been some really good derbies in in this decade and this is the last one of the decade and walking past the main stand now and the big end which they've developed put another 6,000 seats onto it so it holds 54 now and if the demand was more they would have done another 6,000 but City is spending a lot on infrastructure and a lot more than United and you know you've got to be careful so they've done the area up around around the immediate vicinity of the stadium and it's just uh, going to cross over the road here and the team post has just arrived actually and uh going to see a big group of blues walking past now and uh, i've got a family of blues got mates of blues don't even speak to them before derby what's the point i'm not going to agree don't speak, don't even speak after the game. What are you going to do? Glow, bragging rights, what does that mean? Acting like a knobhead. So, Etihad Stadium, big signage and uh, this big image has come here since the last game here. The Centurions, Gabriel Jesus scores a 94th minute winning goal against Southampton. Cabs going past, loads of black cabs bringing fans here from Manchester, going in the pubs. Uh, I like to see uh, Dave, who does the um, King of the Kipax, but he's not here, still quite early. And uh, going to head towards the ground. Uh, United are drinking at a few pubs around. Obviously, they don't advertise that fact. There's a few red pubs the middle of town as well. There's 3,000 United fans. It's a very, very hard ticket to get hold of. Always has been. Always will be. So, let's see where we go now. It's half time, this is absolutely brilliant. United have been superb at City, they're leading 2 0. Uh, Marcus Rashford, another penalty, he took it well, he won the penalty, the away end just erupted over three tiers. And what I loved about this half was every time United went forward, and they did all the time, the whoosh among the City fans, they were shell shocked. Little United one twos up and down the wings, it's fantastic. Martial was on form and can't always say that about him, can we? Uh, Maguire's been decent, the lads up front have been decent, Dan James has been putting good balls in and to see Oli Gunnar going mental after he scored the first and the second, could have been three or four, has been an absolute joy to watch. Now, I'm not going to get carried away here because it's only less than two years ago that City, City were two up here and they lost 3-2. City are clearly good and I'm not going to get as carried away as Paul Lake did in that game and 
I wonder what United will do. It will, it will say a lot if they can hold on to this, if they can, if they've got the experience to see out a victory. But they've got a two-nil advantage now. They've been fantastic. They had Johnny Marr on the pitch before the game. They had Noel Gallagher on the pitch before the game. We've got a bit of Oasis on now. There's loads of this. It's a tune, actually, this. Um, there's loads of this. This is our city. This is our city. And I saw a flag before the game. We see things they'll never see. What, what like? Third division football. So United are taking the time to come out. They're nice and relaxed in the dressing rooms. City players are just getting a bit cold as they wait out there. Hope United take half an hour, just relax. <laughs> it's quite funny because the crowd has started to kick off now because United haven't come out for the second half. Very, very windy here. I'm not even sure if you can hear this. United end has been good. Loads of chance for Ole. And then City fans were singing, you live in the past, you live in the past. Well, in the present, at half-time, it is Manchester City nil, Manchester United 2. That just sounds absolutely wonderful to say. and with Mr Patrick Crowen. What did you make of that? Oh, I didn't enjoy it at all. I thought it was awful. The worst game I've ever been in. I didn't enjoy one second of it. I did. That was <laughs> the first half, that attacking performance was. Absolutely. That's a, but to be fair, it's been coming like that for United the last few games. They've been terrific. I mean, I came today thinking that no way will we win this game, especially when you look at the way City have been playing. I'm totally shocked that United have won, but I'm not... When you look at the performance by United, protecting the first half, Magnificent. Is Magnificent. Fred, is Fred better than you in your pomp? No. <laughs> Play well, though, isn't he? I, he's, he's gaining confidence. I yeah, think he's, he's a confidence the, player. I think the confidence has been a big blow. It's not been there for him in the last couple of games. It has, in actual fact. So he'll only get better, and the team will get better. Yeah, I mean, it was a joy to watch him attacking in the first half, oh, thinking about James, Martial, James, James Rashford, oh, even Jesse. I know, but the pace of them, oh, all of them, the pace. That's what the manager wants, isn't it? He's certainly bringing it out of them anyway, that's the important thing. They defended very well in the second half. But, well, they had to. You'd expect the non-slot from sitting in the second half after going, after coming out being two down. Thankfully, the goal was only the last five minutes because if the goal had been the first five minutes, it's going to be a different game altogether. But it's a great result for the United, and I'm delighted for the fans more than anything for what they've had to go through. Yeah, it was noisy, it was good today in the way. And you think the league title's off, or could it be back on with nah, that? No, no, no. I mean, when you think about Nacho Fight, for the last few games, we've been fighting for a top four place. Yeah. And you think the top, if they keep continuing to perform like they did against Tottenham and today, a top four place shouldn't be a problem. And last. This time last year, when Ollie was about to come in, he had a really good run through Christmas. Yes. If they can get something close to that, then well, things will just well, look so you, how, how better does it get than the two results they've had, Tottenham and City away? I mean, it, you're, you're thinking, City and Liverpool, one of them is going to win the league. That's a big blow. We'll have a lot of Liverpool fans that will be supporting United today. Who was your man in the match, Paddy? I think you could have looked to anybody. You could, you could have given it to anybody. Well, I've, I've got a medal here and I want you to give it to someone. So you can the right back was magnificent. 
Bissaka. Yeah, Bissaka. But I thought they were, Harry McCoy, they were all terrific natural fighters. It was a great team performance. Thank you for your time. Is that all I've got? Well, Josh Boyd, I'll speak about it. <laughs> give me a lift back to say on. Can you take that fucking wanker that's Prime Minister back with you to spend? Well, we've got to talk about politics now. Yes, can Looking you get... forward to the um, general election this week. Yeah, I, I think my... Will part... you be using your vote well? Yeah, Will you be voting? I, oh, of course we vote for Jerry, but yeah. I don't think we'll win. I think that we've got a, a right-wing media that are anti mm. my, my particular... Politi political beliefs, so as, it's going to be difficult. As a lifelong conservative, are you confident <laughs> of victory this week? No, I'm not. Cause I, I wish to God we could. I'd set up for a long time on it. Thank you for your time. I think the, the chance... I was so happy with the way we started the game, the way we created chances, uh, big chances. We looked like we could score every time we had the ball. And because the, the, the intent was there to go forward, every time we had the ball, you... It's not about keeping it or slowing it down. It's we go for the goal, go for the kill, uh, if you like, and should have been three or four up. Then again, we're playing against the best team in the world, so you have to defend well. I think the way we had to prepare for this game, with because you follow this team for three years, and they're so hard to defend against because they're so good. They are so. So good, and uh, very pleased with uh, how they dealt with uh, with everything, our boys. Ori, obviously there's been some difficult performances this season, but is that the best you've seen your side play since you've taken over? If you consider who we're playing against and where we're playing, and yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, it's a team we're playing against a team with some top top players and uh, they're going to create chances against any team and uh, but I think we also uh, we uh, we did our best to make this an entertaining game because the chances we created were massive Ole, can you just say what it means to you personally to have beaten the Jose Mourinho team and a Pep Guardiola team in five days? <laughs> Three days. <laughs> we, d we don't have the amount of recovery that these two teams have had. Uh, we've, we've suffered through... Uh, but uh, Seriously, them 24 hours less recovery, it's hard. It's, it's, if you look at it, uh, the physical output that these boys put in, um, them 24 hours is, is a big, big advantage. And you can see that towards the end today. But personally, I'm just pleased for the boys because that they get confirmation on the direction we're going, that we, are, we do look like a Man United team, uh, and that's a big thing for me. Is, is Fred becoming the player you hope to work Where are we now? Andy. Oh, there, sorry, Andy. <laughs> is Fred becoming the player you hope to work Arguably man of the match today. He took the ball. He's playing against Kevin De Bruyne, who's uh, probably the best player in the league. And uh, he, I thought it was excellent, yeah. And it's so it's great to see him because the boy deserves it. His, uh, uh, but when you get a run, when you keep uh, the team together, Scott, Fred, uh, they've made a great partnership. Steve. Yeah, uh, Ollie. Hello. Yeah, hi. Hi, uh, Ollie. Uh, obviously, a couple of incidents there. One involving Fred. He, we, we appear to be hit. He, yeah. First of all, is he, is he okay? And has he said anything about that? And also, secondly, there's obviously um, another incident that's uh, that's been highlighted of, of, of possible 
racial kind of yeah. uh, gestures against um, against your players. So, yeah. what, what, have you got any comment on that? Yeah, Fred and Jesse were in the corner, taking a corner, and I've seen the video, heard from the boys. We keep talking about it every bloody week. Sorry, it's uh, but he's been caught on camera. He's he he should, in my opinion, never be allowed into a football ground again. And I've seen a video, um, unacceptable. So I'm sure the city and the, the authorities will deal with it because that's we keep, as I said, we we keep talking about it every week, and it doesn't stop un unless we uh, it'll have consequences. Yeah, it'll affect. It's affected both him and Jesse. Of course, they're in the corner. If you, you you'll see the video when you uh, if you want to, uh, but they are. Uh, Sometimes you feel sorry for these uh, people, so the, I th I'm sure they will feel sorry for them as well because it's it's an act of ignorance and yeah, yeah. Um, Where are we, Simon? Um, before the Tottenham game, a lot of people were commenting about your position, saying where Manchester United were, whether you'd actually have gone forwards when you been the manager. Do you feel vindicated by the last two results? Or is it just confirmed that you're moving in the direction that you thought you were? I've, I've seen uh, uh, the improvement since I came. I think the boys, of course, we've, we've had to reshape the squad, change the uh, culture of the squad, change the, play we want, uh, the way we want to play. Um, we, of course, when you prepare for these games, you see so many games. And even though I remember last season's away game, it was uh, it's not nice to see uh, that, that that City are so much better than us. And that, of course, as I said, they're, they're the best team in the world. So I understand that teams will struggle here. And but today we've come away with uh, with some uh, dignity in, in the. In, in the right place, yeah. Hi, Oli, um, congratulations on the Thanks. Um, do you just want to return to the, the racism incident? Yep. And when England players, particularly English teams, are targeted with racist abuse... Sorry, say again, I did... Sorry, that. sorry. Yeah. When English players yep. or English teams are targeted with yep. racist abuse abroad, there's often talk about what the punishment should be yep. for the country or the club, whether it's partial stadium closures, <laughs> closures, points deductions, that sort of thing. What do you think should happen here? Should there be something towards City? Why don't we put him and educate him instead? It's not City's fault, it's his. And it's he that should be uh, educated. And uh, that, that's, my, that's my opinion anyway. Uh, nothing to do with the Man City as a football club, no. Hi, Oli. Hi. Uh, it looked like uh, it was, um, uh, you had a good time with, with Pep Guardiola on the sidelines there. Uh, not the, maybe the friendly atmosphere that we expect from a derby, but seem to be a massive respect between you two. He just praised you on the, on the press conference as well. <laughs> we, uh, of course, we're, uh, you've got to have fun when, you, when you've got these games. But he's, for me, best coach in the world, best manager in the world. I've admired him since he took over Barcelona. And uh, I can only say again that I think these are the best, the, the best team in the league because the way he's, he gets them playing, you give, they give us problems from every angle. And he's done that with all the teams he's, he's had. So uh, uh, I'll always, always uh, look up to him. Read his books, to put it that way. <laughs> OK, last question. 
Well, we can you just tell us about the counter-attack and you were causing City all sorts of problems. What was your idea with that and what, what work went, went into some of those moments? No, we've uh, we've worked on them ever since I came to the club because that's Man United. It's you can call it counter attacking. It sounds very negative, really, because that means you. That's it sounds negative for me. It's quick attacking, flowing football the, with the right intent. And when we win it, there's no use of keeping it or putting it uh, backwards or back to the keeper if the chances are there to uh, to play through them. And with it, some great. Uh, intent of passing forward and we got players with pace and quality and skill and I wouldn't want James Lingard, Rashford and Martial running at me uh, so we knew that's a chance for us to create chances So that's it Great great win for Manchester United for so many reasons, if you think back to the mood after United failed to beat Aston Villa last week and that was reflected before the Tottenham game people were starting to doubt Oli Gunnar he's always retained the support of the match going fans and online you've seen people fringe elements admittedly but Oli out um, questioning him saying he's clueless, saying he's a failed Cardiff City manager. And this is from some people calling themselves Manchester United fans as well. And that hasn't reflected in the atmosphere at Old Trafford. And I was at Arsenal on Thursday night, and the one big difference there was that online poison, it has seeped into the stadium. And it makes for a horrible civil war-like atmosphere where fans are fighting with each other, confronting each other. But Ollie's win and United's win against Spurs brought him brought him time. It's almost as if the game against City was a free pass because I don't think many people thought United would win. Um, and they did do. And it's the best moment of the season so far. It's the best moment since Paris away. The whole team played well. There are players who've been written off by fans, such as Jesse Lingard. And he's been criticised with good reason, because he hasn't been playing well, not been doing enough. Who's playing well again? Luke Shaw had a decent game. They all played really well. I just had a, a big chat with Fred, and apart from the incident where he was hit by lighters uh, and also subjected to racist abuse, he said he didn't see that, he'd just been made aware of it. He's buzzing. You can see his confidence is up. He's really happy with how things are going. And he's another player who's been written off, even by some Manchester United fans. In part because he hasn't been doing well enough, but don't write a player off and kill him and say they've got to leave the club because they'll prove you wrong. And they are proving people wrong. And I've urged patience with, uh, with Oli Gunnar throughout. And sometimes that's a message that people don't want to hear. I went to his hometown at the end of September and I spoke to people and we, we wrote a piece about it and people just didn't want to listen to it, which is a shame. And I think there's some United fans who've been spoiled rotten by success or they've started supporting United because they're successful. And when things don't go right, they're absolutely fucked. They don't know how to handle it. Well, this is the life of supporting a football team. This last few days has been really good. Beating Spurs beating City away, playing really well in both matches. The football in that first half tonight was, was special. It really was. The attacks, um, they were just carving open City. And as I said at half-time, the noise of the City fans, the sort of... <gasps> that was wonderful. 
City have still got a better team than Manchester United. They're still probably going to finish above Manchester United this season. There will be further setbacks with Manchester United, but when you need to resolve, Oli's been getting them. What they've got to do now is they've got to start beating the so-called weaker teams because if you look at who they've beaten, if they're the only teams to take points off Liverpool. They've beaten City. Beaten Arsenal, they've drawn against Arsenal, they've beaten Chelsea twice, they've beaten Tottenham, they've beaten Leicester City. There's something there, there really is. If you can beat some of these teams who are rated as the best in the world, there's got to be something there. The problem is against the weaker teams. So next week, Everton in the league, that is a must win. They're going to be pumped up for it. They've got Duncan Ferguson, they've been doing well uh, in so much as they beat Chelsea. So they're on a little rise themselves, but Everton have been dreadful this season. I've watched them a couple of times live, and their away record is, is atrocious. Manchester United have got to beat Everton, just as they had to beat Aston Villa. Got to start getting those wins. Oli Gunnar needed wins a week ago, and he's got two really important wins. And I think that's filled everyone with confidence. And the people saying Oli out, they've, they've gone quiet, they've slunk away into the shadows. This is still a team which needs strengthening, which needs more acquisitions. But I think people are starting to look at players in a slightly different light, such as Fred, because he's showing that he can do it in big matches. He's just got to do it with more consistency. But the signs are good. The atmosphere was good in the United end today. At the end, they were just um, singing um, Man United, Man United, uh, going on and on and on, that tra-la-la-la. And... That just sounded fantastic. So it is a high, one of two few highs in 2019. But that's the last derby of the decade. And if I'm not wrong, United have got a better record in derbies this decade at City than City. I think United have won five and City have only won four. So well, they had the better of this decade overall. And certainly they're better. they've been better at Old Trafford. Uh, they finished the the derbies of this decade <laughs> not that that's a trophy or anything on, on a high so there's loads of games coming up he'll need the squad the fact that they're doing well without Paul Pogba is very encouraging that two partnership between Fred and Scott McTominay is also very encouraging and when you see Anthony Martial playing like he did scored that goal, just squeezing it through, he's another player who needs to be more consistent. Marcus Rashford's playing very consistently. Dan James is zipping past players. And one thing when I spoke to Fred, he said, I hope we can be even faster. I want to get them the ball even quicker. So it's boding well. Uh, this is probably the happiest I've been as a, as a United fan since Paris. I'm not going to be singing Deacon Blue tonight. That was really, really enjoyable. We'll be bringing you the next podcast in, after the midweek game uh, against Astana. Listen to the last few podcasts as well. Uh, the one in, in Astana. Um, sorry, we're playing AZ this week, not Astana. And um, just listen to the variety of people we've had on there. It's worth catching up with them. Until next time, goodbye.